I've been getting a lot of mileage out of uh, going on stage and be like, guys, I recorded my first podcast last week. I didn't know I had a lisp. This is news <laughs> to me. <laughs> the name of our show i just learned seconds before just kidding no i've known this whole time welcome to small town radio i am your host maxim yep yep and that's the other guy <laughs> <laughs> is there a piece of shit who won't introduce himself yeah um my name is also maxim it's not maxim came out of the womb at the same time so the parents just said you know same name. I always want to do that joke on stage. Yeah. Uh, give it up for my brother, Maxim, everyone. Oh. We look similar enough. It would go over. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the my podcast. name is Connor. <laughs> for those of you uh, not watching our... Not yeah, watching. Not, for those of you who aren't sitting in the bedroom with the two of us, uh, we kind of look similar. We look similar enough that a comic friend of mine said, you guys are two very similar funny white guys. Oh, Wow. See, when people tell me that, they just go, you're both white. You're both white. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically at comedy venues right after getting off stage. Like, you are male. (laughs) You look like you've got a podcast with some other vanilla wafer. (laughs) Vanilla wafer. They still make the vanilla wafers, right? I think that's the... Yeah, that's the name. Vanilla wafers. PCA. I don't know. I'm a PC person. I don't know why I made that. <laughs> it's um, po- politically correct to call white people Nilla wafers. <laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast. For those of you who haven't listened before, that's because the first time we recorded, it didn't go well. So you'll never hear it. Yeah, never hear it. It'll, yeah, we'll put it on our Patreon. Approximately 400 episodes in, and it'll be behind a hundred dollar paywall. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's when we'll have like merchandise to sell. Um, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, so the podcast, you should probably talk about the podcast. Well, welcome to Small Town Radio. My name is Maxim, and the other person's name is... Connor. Connor, that's right. That's fucking right. Yeah, so this is a, a podcast where... This is Small Town Radio. We're literally... This this podcast is we're just going to talk about... We're, we each brought three small towns we did research on, and we're going to just talk about them to each other and then at the end of the episode we're just gonna maybe pick some things those small towns that we really like and we would like to add to our own imaginary small town that we may or may not do something with yeah so we're just talking about small town usa small town usa that's right as bruce springsteen said born in the usa okay i don't know if he originally wrote that i think he did I don't know. Correct us. I think that's that's the first thing you should know. If we say something that's wrong, that's because we are wrong. We're fallible people. Yes. We're nobody's perfect. Um except for except you. the great Hannah Montana. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by day I have a job as just a regular guy in an office. By night I turn into a dazzling princess of podcasting. <laughs> uh, my dad's Billy Ray Cyrus also. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that, Horns. Um, no, we're, I think we're fine. Okay, cool. It's Just want to make sure. Yeah, so we're going to talk about small towns. The original name of the show is Omnipotence Playing God Making a Clean Slate for the First Person on Earth. 
and that's how I'm still going to refer to it. But, you know, that's just <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, talk, talking about small towns. So we've both prepared a list of three facts about three small towns in America this time. It could be the world in the future. Um, but we've done our research, and we're just going to talk about them and go from there, you know, and then draft. I think you'd said draft what our town looks like um, when we make our ideal small town or less than ideal small town exactly. it's gonna be less than ideal it's gonna be a lot less than ideal. yeah but i think there'll be a lot of fun things and like i think it's important to like note that like it's just it's fun to give uh small town america some love because um we don't love them just kidding no i just feel like it's in our you know in our like pop culture and shit like there's a lot of places people are from that don't get recognized and don't have like like people don't know about them and like uh we'll we'll eventually have a um an email for the show that you guys can send your own town into and your own your own facts and we'll just read them off because we'd love to learn about the place you're from and there's no better way to learn about a place than from the people who are stuck there i mean who are who live there <laughs> and if you're lying to us about your town we will find you and it's gonna cost a lot of money so please make it easy <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the financial means to hunt down every single one of you liars out there so yeah because, you know, the amount of rich people being like, I'm going to start a podcast today, um, I feel like isn't the majority, you know? Wouldn't that be great if you just felt like, this is our life? Yeah. It would be cool. If I could, like, wake up every morning and just, like, hear my voice in these amazing headphones every day, I'd, I'd be so happy. I think I'd go crazy if it just sounded like this all the time. All right. Small towns small towns all right you want to go i'll go first if you want me to go first yeah go for it okay so first town motorcycle outside is my home town oh shit yeah hell it is. yeah hell yeah hell yeah hampstead new hampshire hell yeah that's the name of the place hampstead new hampshire is located to uh it's abutting the new hampshire seacoast area in rockingham county that's a beautiful county name. It is. It's Rockingham. Yeah, it's like rock and ham are both in there, and like rock. It's there's so many things. Rock and roll. Dwayne um, the Rockingham, New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, it's sandwiched between Danville, Atkinson, and Derry, New Hampshire. Derry, All, like yeah. from it. No, Derry, New Hampshire. That's Derry, Maine. I was oh. really hoping they were going to make it in Derry, New Hampshire, because um, then I could be like, well, that's not really true. That's not what it looks like at all. So clearly this is fake, but it's in Derry, Maine, so it could be a documentary. I don't know. If you're from Derry, Maine, go ahead and give us a shout out and tell us how yeah. accurate it is. Yes. Um, and so uh, it's like 30 miles. No, it's 45 miles north of Boston, Mass. Um 20 miles from the seacoast, but the population is 8,523 people, according to the 2010 census. So, you know, we're almost, we have no clue. It could be a million people now. I don't know. It's 8,522 now that you're here with me. (laughs) Uh, I moved out of that town. It was my former town, but it's still a great place. Um, Let's see. Population done. We have all that general information out of the way. Those three things that we're going to start things off with. Name, location, and population. Name, location, population. Age, sex, location. (laughs) ASL. Oh, Name American location. Sign Language. NLP. Name, oh. Location, Population. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, now, three facts about my hometown. Okay. Hampstead, Here we go. New Hampshire. 
I'm bracing myself. One, no place is better than Hampstead, New Hampshire. That's not a fact. No, it's not. Get it's out not of even here. listed. Like you can see, that's not on my notes. It's okay. just true. <laughs> I didn't look at your notes beforehand, so I don't know if you put that on there. Because I, I wish that would have been great. If I just doubled down and be like, it's the best. That's why I never left. Fact number two. That's why I live in New York. <laughs> fact number three. It's also <laughs> the best. Uh, no, fact number one. Former home of yours truly and some of the nicest people with which I went through infantry, adolescence, and my teenage years. Infantry. Yeah. Inf- infant. <laughs> infant. Infancy. 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 There it is. There it is. I'm very bad at words. <laughs> uh, um, I wish. That would have been. Oh, I, mm. During your time in the infant army. With the, <laughs> that's the, that's, the that's really infantry. funny, but when you think about it too realistically, it's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. It's like cute for a minute, then you're like, oh my God, the horrors of war. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, fact, that's uh, fact number one. Fact number one, you're I, from there. I, not only that, but it's home to the people that I grew up with. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Number two, um, you know this because I told you, Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon? I've, had, I've never had better crab rangoon than in hampstead new hampshire from the golden leaf <laughs> i swear i've gone to different countries and i don't like seek out crab rangoon but i always get it when i get chinese food mm-hmm. and i've never had better crab rangoon than from my home that's pretty cool it's like i i've looked at like i got chinese food the other night and i got it and i was like eh, these are okay but not as good they like fold it in so you like four corners it's like a uh, a, a cootie catcher? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like one of those, and then it's all in the middle. It's just so good. Yeah, I know I know what your shape you're talking about. Like, one thing that I've noticed, so since I'm from Denver originally, and, like, I've found that the Chinese food in New York is not as good as the Chinese food in Denver for whatever reason. I don't know why, but, like, I haven't had Chinese food out here that has lived up to my expectations. You're also a vegan, so you're... There's lots of good vegan Chinese food out there. I'll tell you what... I'm wondering where that's from. That's funny because we're listening to these people talk and I can't tell if they're in my apartment or if they're outside <laughs> my window. It's a, I hope inside. I, I'm i hoping it's inside too. It's got to be inside <laughs> or in the hall. For for those of you who are viewing at home, this is just turned into a thriller yes. movie. Viewing. Yes. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. Uh, fact number three. Fact number three. Fact number three. Oh, that was fact number three. Oh, fact number two. I messed it up. Okay. Hampstead <laughs> was home of the first honey factory in the United States. Citation pending on Wikipedia. Citation pending. It's like I, I really found it. Like, I'm not making it up. Someone wrote that on the Wikipedia page of Hampstead, New Hampshire, my hometown. Hometown to Connor Kfiachain, Hampstead, New Hampshire. So I'm gonna go. With, I don't. I've never been to the place you're from, but uh, um, bees have been making honey in their little personal factories okay. for fucking yeah, millions of years. I get it. Like we should. If you want to give money, we will donate some of that to bees at some point. If you want to send us a thousand dollars, we will donate a thousand dollars to bees. You know, when you're walking down the street and you just see a bee and you just feel so bad for how the bee population is declining, and you give them a dollar, the way that bee's face lights up <laughs> is just magical but then when you realize you actually gave it to a wasp instead of a bee Uh oh yeah 
Uh, that's not the end of the fact, though. Oh, it's not. So, citation pending. So, I like the biggest bee factory or first bee factory in America. Not a bee factory. You're not making bees. <laughs> Sorry, honey factory. <laughs> uh, the first honey factory in the United States in 1816. Wow. Citation needed on Wikipedia, as okay. I said. But now, and this is in the same vein. Excuse me, I burped. I had pizza on the way. It was very good. Nice. Um, now, it's home to three Dunkin' Donuts and one Honeydew. In the same bee factory, in the same honey factory. <laughs> in this town of 8,000 people, you only need to share your, your coffee and donut shop with another 2,000 people. You don't get a ratio like that many places. Think about it. You're like, eh, we don't have bees anymore almost at all, but we have four Dunkin' Donuts. Like, what I'm saying is, Hampstead, New Hampshire, home of Carnic Fiatchi, my hometown, the best town on earth, is just you know giving donuts to everyone damn yeah that's not a, lot a, of, a lot of donuts per capita a lot of a lot of dunks per capita yeah duncans not dunkin donuts yeah that's the uh duncan yeah american america runs on dunk duncan duncan with an apostrophe okay for a second i was like america runs on donuts like, <laughs> am i totally fucked up about this um, let, me ask, let, me, let, me, let me let me ask you this do you actually get a coffee and a donut at the yeah, same yeah time? i never yeah i don't know when the last time i bought a donut for myself uh no i do know when the last time i bought a donut i think it was in february it was in chicago it was like a croissant type one it was like a high end damn yeah it was um but i, I don't drink coffee Oh, okay, same. Yeah. Nice. 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 Fuck coffee. <laughs> no, I, that was our podcast about not liking coffee. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I haven't had a donut since New Year's Eve of 2014. And I know that because there's one donut shop in Denver that does vegan donuts. And I was chilling with the people who got me into veganism, much like vegan straight edge punks. And they were like, we got vegan donuts. That and sounds like, like the worst street gang ever. I'm not going to lie. Um... Yes. Yeah. They're not like... Vegan sh- street gang punks? V- vegan straight edge. Straight edge punks. Oh, straight oh, I edge. thought you said street gang. Vegan street gang Yeah, punks. just imagine them on the corner like, what are you doing with that cheese there? <laughs> <laughs> that accent was a, munch, a yeah. bunch of stuff. Gangbangers talk like that. What are you doing with that <laughs> cheese there? <laughs> hey, pal, where are you going with that non-almond milk, huh? Uh, that's town number one from me. All right. Wow, that's pretty good. Thanks. I did my research this time. Those of you who didn't listen to our last podcast, I did zero will. research. He did zero research, but also the facts made me were the same. Oh, the exact <laughs> he, same. He augmented the facts a little bit, though. So I'm in, I'm I'm good with that. I now where know where my hometown is exactly from Boston, Massachusetts. Like you could drive there without a map. Is that what you're telling me? I actually, I probably could. I don't know. Mm. It's a story for another day. It's a drive for another time. It's a um, ship for another sailing. Do you want me to keep going? I can. It's an apple for another picking. It's a strawberry for another eating. It's a cookie for another taking. It's a hand in the cookie jar. Who took a cookie from the cookie jar? Hampstead, New Hampshire. A noun for another verb. (laughs) (laughs) That's, um... If you want to see that live in person, come to New York City and go to any open mic and feel free to boo. Yeah, you can, like, I like whenever I host or do comedy, I always leave the offer on the table. You're welcome to come and kick the shit out of me after my <laughs> set outside. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, because I will be slanging those puns. 
fam. You feel? I've always said, thought puns are the dads of jokes. Yeah. We're all like, they're fine to stick around, but do you really need to be here right now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who was? There's a lot of. There's some famous comedian who's like puns are the lowest form of humor. I think that's most comedians. Yeah, I think there was most a, American comedians. There was a guy who said it first. I can't remember who it is, but like, I like. While I agree, I love me a good pun. Pun. And yeah. Mostly, I like the cringe. It's like it's things are funny, but like you cringe at pun puns like almost out of obligation. You know, it's like someone makes a, a pun joke and you're like, ha ha fuck you and that's the part i like about them yeah all right your town all right town town <laughs> all right vocal warm-ups okay so my town my first town tonight is called bluff utah a town i once drove through on a college spring break road trip its location southern utah near the arizona border it is near the navajo nation and bears ears national park National Monument. I believe you. You believe me? Yeah. Okay. Bears Ears was the one that like a year or two ago, the uh, GOP was trying to like auction off the right. land. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I felt like that was everywhere though. But I remember specifically them trying to sell all of our land. Yeah. And I mean, Bears Ears stands out because bears have such cute ears. You know, when you see them and you're just like, I just want to grab them and give them a little wiggle. Have you done that to a bear? Not yet. Do you think you will? No. Hmm. I will. Anyway. Yes. <clears throat> Bears ears. So the Bluff, Utah, southern, southern Utah, near the Arizona border. It's on the northern edge of the Navajo Nation, and it's south of Bears Ears National Monument. Population, 320. Wow. I've got some low pop ones today. Low pop. Low pop, fam. What's good? Bear, or Bluff, Utah is home to... The, this This place is surrounded by beautiful rock formations. And uh, one of the most famous ones is called Twin Rocks. And if you, if you like, look it up, it's, uh, it's exactly what the name implies. Um, it's, it's two columns of... of uh, I don't, I'm not going to comment on what kind of rock this is because I don't know off the top of my head. It's not basalt. I'm pretty sure basalt is just under the ocean. It's not chalk either. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? Basalt's one of the three major categories. It's, there's igneous. Yes. Metamorphic. Sedimentary. Sedim, sedimentary? Sedimentary. Yeah, sure. Sediment, I yeah, I said infantry when I meant yeah. infancy. So I... <laughs> and then there are colorful rocks, just because there's a metamorphic rock. Igneous, sedimentary, metamorphic. And I think basalt is one of those categories. In one of those categories. Oh no, Maybe. You're probably right. Yeah. But anyway, so it's home to um, the Navajo Twin Rocks is what Google is calling this. As you and can clearly see on our podcast. As you can for those of you who are not in the bedroom, who are listening well, from the comfort of your earphones your bedroom your bedroom yeah. yeah when you're laying there thinking about us um <laughs> twin rocks is it's pretty cool look up twin rocks bluff utah it's kind of a cool structure it looks like uh it's like two it's like literally twin rocks it's like two spires of rock and the wind has carved out a groove between yeah, them they were and birthed at the same time they definitely well, different were day different do you think so i think so i think like it, they were one of those twins that were like you were born on the 31st of December, 30 days as September, April, June, and November. Yeah, 31st of December, and the other one's born on January 1st. So, like, they are twins. They shared a womb, but, you know, 
Different okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Based on this picture, right or left? Left is New Year's or the. Oh, new Year's for sure. New Year's, okay. Yeah, yeah that's the New Year's rock. And then well, it December depends on which way you're looking at it. That is but true. From our angle here, as you can clearly see at home, the um, left one. Yeah, there's like, it, all oh, these photos on Google are taken from exactly one angle. If you're looking at it from whatever the building is in the it's ground. It's always the, the left, left one. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, great stuff. But yeah, I would like, I don't know. Which one would you take to prom? They're so similar. How would you decide? It's personality personality yeah of course you want to be able to so know that you can spend your time with them it's about you know enjoying mm-hmm. the conversation enjoying the dance floor, tearing up the dance floor there you go i mean they're, they're both capricorns so you're gonna have to i don't yeah star signs <laughs> yeah he's speechless folks capricorns uh, no i have no idea i that's sometime in the calendar year i'm cool with them okay i like capricorns i'm a leo everybody connor is Clearly has no idea what no, is going on. I'm a... When were you born? What month are you... What's your October. birthday? My o- birthday's coming up. October what? 20th. 20th? Okay, so you're a Libra. You're one of the cool ones. That's why yeah. we're friends. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's what I always do. And I'm like, hey, when are you born? And then I look up a star calendar. I'm like, we're clearly not compatible. I'm never going to talk with you again. I don't, um, I don't like, disqualify people from hanging no, out do. with me. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I like like the astrology. Astrology is like really fun, and like it's only like when I like stop talking to someone or like am like beefing with them that I look up like their facts about them. And I'm like, that's fucking right. That's so fucking scorpion. That's some Gemini bullshit. Um, to clarify, when I say like I don't get along with anyone once I know like if I know their star sign, I know 15 birthdays maximum. And I have six people in my immediate, 10, 12 people in my immediate family. I know very few birthdays. Really? Yeah. I've been, I've been making more of an effort to learn people's birthdays, which is, is good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Fact number two. Fact number two. I was born July 26th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fact number two is there's a lot of Native American history here. There mm. was a population of ancestral ancestral Puebloans, also known as the Anasazi basket weavers, mm. basket makers. So they're the ones who famously lived in the cliff, cliff dwellings at Mesa Verde in Colorado. But they settled there and they made pit houses and cliff... cliff I can't talk today. Yeah. They, I never they, settled, <laughs> they settled in Bluff, Utah and made pit houses and cliff dwellings from 650 AD to 1300 AD. They were the ones who kind of came in, did their thing for a couple hundred 700 years. 700 years. But yeah, so I mean, they were they were around there for a while, so they have like all the Native American like art cool. and like yeah. preserved dwellings, which is like super cool. I, I, I'm all about Southwestern stuff, and I think that's dope. Welcome to New York City. Welcome to New York City, <laughs> where there's a... <laughs> huge amount of people who love green chili salsa and native american art my colorons will listen to me like green chilies and fucking salsa <laughs> it's like just green chili sorry okay fact number three they have the winter balloon festival there which is a international balloon festival that hosts 25 or more balloons every year hmm. takes the, place in january the big balloon festival was last weekend in uh, new mexico right this is a smaller version of a similar thing my sister was there oh okay, that's how nice. I, this yeah this past weekend hmm. yeah cool yeah. yeah so there's they got balloons there how fun is that 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's Bluff, Utah. Um, Twin Rocks, got some good native history, got a balloon festival. It's very pretty. It's, it's very... no Hampstead, New Hampshire, though. No Home Hampstead. of Connor Fiachain. How many dump- Dunkin' Donuts do they have, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't look up that fact, huh? <laughs> yeah, really beautiful, great rock formations, really nice area if you're into the desert. It's super cool. As you will learn, Maxim's into rocks. I, I, I To quote Maxim directly... He says this all the time. You just like, you'll come up and he's like, hey, uh, I'm like, what's your name? Like, he'll go up to a stranger and be like, what's your name? Uh, and be like, oh, Joe Schmo. And then I'll be like, great, rocks, rock. Yeah. No, yep. I say that exactly. That's literally like every time you go on stage, you're just like, rocks, rock. Yeah, that's exactly what I do, folks. You see, <laughs> that's my trademark. I'm kind of a big deal in New York comedy and I'm the rocks guy. I'm the, I'm rock hard for rocks. I'm Maxim the Rock Allen. But yeah, no, like I, I was in a rock shop back in Denver. And whenever I'm in a rock shop, I buy a cool rock. I got lots of cool rocks, honestly. And I remember having a conversation. If you know Maxim, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I was having a conversation with my stepdad like a month prior about budgeting. And he goes, well, what are you spending all your money on? And here I am in this rock shop holding this $75 rock, and I'm just like, I'm fucking buying rocks. <laughs> I guess this is where it's going. <laughs> it's really funny and really sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't I have a it. ton. I mean, I got like... How many rocks do you have? Um, I've got like three really good pieces of selenite. Um, I have a good good chunk of like this like orange um, orange calcite. calcite. Um, I have a piece of calcite or calcite. I can never. Figure. I think it's calcite. No, it's calcite. I have a piece of calcite that's pretty close. Like a big chunk of it's super clear, like glass, and you get the double vision through it. That's sick. Um, I've got some cactus quartz. Um, I've got a piece of raw copper, which is pretty neat, and I've got a, a big hunk of celestite, which I really like. It's really pretty. Um, what other ones do I have? I got a lot of. I mean, a lot of quartz I just found around. It. <laughs> I just like ooh, just, I've got a nice piece of amethyst I've got some lab grown um, bismuth I have a oh I forgot the name of the other one but I have some cool oh phosphate I have a phosphate crystal which is pretty neat see when I asked how many rocks you have I expected a number uh, <laughs> like I don't know like 15 it's not you like just named all your rocks I did yeah I mean what? I like them all I really like rocks so I mean it's not like crazy I'm not like a psycho like there'd probably be someone listening it's like that's fucking nothing dude you should see my <laughs> rock collection but like I like them I like to learn facts about like science and geology and geography and where these things come from what they're used for it's cool I don't like learning any facts yeah I'm anti-facts <laughs> raise my kids they will be anti-faxers too <laughs> one of the hosts of this research podcast is anti-facts <laughs> so I'm not being... even from Hampstead <laughs> with that being said let's move on to your second town my second town alright this one I, I like this one this is uh, Traverse City Michigan Ooh, Traverse, my family's from Michigan. Michigan, northern Michigan? Uh, Detroit area, which is southern Michigan, southeastern Michigan. Okay, this is northwest Michigan mm-hmm. in Traverse City. Look in, the, in northwest Michigan, as I wrote here. Can you point uh, to it on your hand? Yeah, right here. <laughs> Traverse City sits at the shaft of the peninsula township of Grand Tra- Traver- Traverse City. Tra- How did I say it initially? You said something about a shaft and you lost no. me. <laughs> Traverse City. So it's the Peninsula Township of Grand Traverse Bay. It okay. touches both the east 
and west arm of the Grand Traverse Bay, which is an inlet of Lake Michigan. So it's a cool. pretty sweet location. Um, the population is 15,651, according to a 2008 estimate by the U.S. Census Bureau, which got me really frustrated. How did they do an updated census estimate for this city, Traverse City, and not Hampstead, New Hampshire? I think that's ridiculous. But it drives me crazy. Yeah, it does. Uh, but Traverse City mi- Micropolitan, not Metropolitan. Um, Micropolitan? Yeah, no, I, like I spent a lot of time looking this stuff up. I'm imagining, like, the people are smaller, the cars are smaller, the buildings are smaller. Have you seen... Oh, shoot, I forget the name of the movie. B-movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it's like, uh... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> well... Ant-Man? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, it's Micropolitan. Yeah, Micropolitan. It's like a smaller version of a metropolitan where it's like the, the numbers and the population in the cities are just smaller, but it's still like a one considered like one area. And That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, Traverse City is the chair of the Micropolitan, which has hundred almost 150,000 people, 143,000. Um, yeah, so it's like it's part of a much larger area. I think it's the biggest city in northwest Michigan. But still, the population 15,000 is a pretty small area. Um, so, on to my facts. Fact number one. All right. The Traverse City area is the largest producer of ch- of tart cherries in the United States. Ooh. Which I was, I did like, I tried to do a lot of research to figure out just how many cherries they produce. And I couldn't find um, just Traverse City, but it's the largest city producer in Michigan, which Michigan is the largest cherry producer in the United States. And this is the most recent data I could find. But in 2016, Michigan produced 222.7 million pounds of cherries. Wow, that's a lot of cherries. Yeah. That's a ton. That's, Did you calculate no, no, how many cherries go into one cherry pie? It's more than a, it's a lot of tons of cherries. Yeah, it's a lot of shitload of tons of cherries. Yeah, Wait, I, I don't know how many cherries. I don't. I, I don't know if I've ever had a cherry pie. Really? Yeah. Which is a perfect segue for my second fact, which is Traverse City hosts the National Cherry Festival every year. Oh, okay. So it's the first weekend of July. I'm sure they have all types of stuff made locally. Or not? I, imagine if a city like that shipped in cherries for a cherry festival. Oh my God! Can you imagine how like treasonous that would be? That'd be. I would. We okay. Traverse City. I want to one visit you, but two, I'll be bringing my own cherries for comparison. <laughs> I'll be bringing some maraschino cherries in a jar and syrup. <laughs> um, and you'll be like, "Hey, bartender, can I get an old fashioned?" And he goes, "Put a cherry in." And you're like, "Wait." I brought my own. <laughs> um, it was, I, I don't know if this last year or this upcoming year, but the festival's been going on for 92 years. Wow. So it's been going on for a long time, and it brings in upwards of 500,000 people, a half million people every year. Holy shit. And so, wait, how many how many people live there? 15. 15,000, this brings in like 500,000. Yeah, for that's... a week. It's a week-long festival, but still, like, that's... Where are they staying? A camping me? They That's have some crazy. camping areas, I saw. They do have that. But it's a week long. And just so you know, Maxim, mm-hmm. maybe this is my next career move. Uh, for the 2020 National Cherry Festival, they are advertising on their website 30-week internships right now. 
I just I'm trying to figure out how much work goes into this whole thing. Wait, it, the wait. So the, the the internship is 30 weeks long to prepare for the 2020 Cherry Festival. Yeah, I don't Damn. know when it starts, but it's 30 weeks. That's what it said. That's nuts. That's insane. That's cherries. 30 weeks. That's almost a. That's like not almost. It's three fit. That's 60 percent of a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so fact number three. <laughs> that is 30 out of 52 weeks a year. That is three out of five. That is six out of ten. <laughs> Someone knows math here. That's crazy. That's so, a lot of time. It, yeah. So considering a like thing. a normal internship would be like six. No, not like, six six, like ten. eight weeks, ten weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, fact three. Uh, topography slash geography. Ooh. Yeah. I just sparked an interest. I He... <laughs> Excellent. It's grinning like you've never seen a boy grin My before. My interest is sparked. Um, uh, so one, it's on the Grand Traverse Bay. So that's really cool. It's like a nice area, as I described before. But two, the local, uh, the locale and topography. This is a direct quote from Wikipedia. The locale and topography is conducive for road biking, aided by the, wait for it, Tart Trail System. That's just such commitment. The way the, 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 the road biking trails they have are called the TART trail system. Yeah. It's technically an acronym for Traverse Area Recreational Trail. But seriously, like... I love that. That's, that's I love that. such commitment. Like, it, it, it just the whole town is just like, yeah, we are cherries. We that are is, cherries. That's it. Um, and so it's just cool. Like, it seems like a, a nice area. Very cherry-oriented. That's fucking dope. I love that they named the the um, trails that. It's so it's a, so cool. It's a question like a chicken versus the egg type thing. Like which came first? They like we're gonna make it tart and we're gonna make sure that happens. Or they like oh, I guess tart makes sense here. What if what if there was no cherries in the area and they started just like naming stuff like tart and like sweet and then all of a sudden cherries started growing. I. They put on their vision board, and then <laughs> cherries popped up. Uh, I hope so. I hope That's so. a town with a mission. Yeah. Traverse City, Michigan. Good shit. Good cherries. Yeah, good cherries. Yeah, that's cool. I. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was really like, I was like, man, I should make a good cherry pun, and I could not. We think we of one. did the best one on the podcast no one will ever hear. Yeah. We did the best one we probably could. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is... Uh, to recap, maybe I'll cut it out and I'll put it in here. I don't know. I, I'll just cut it. I'll put it right in. I will. Yeah, right. we'll leave this part in. So I guess just listen to this clip from Yeah, listen week. to this clip here. No, no, no. Here. Here. Here? here. Yeah, right. Here. <laughs> just so you, you're a, a podcasting virgin right this is yeah. it this is yeah i'm oh, popping my chair oh i will. also thought that at the exact same time it was like maybe i won't but we did we did we went there folks all right did you guys laugh i can't tell because you're listening from home and not my bedroom well they're watching from home oh they're watching from home. Yeah. that's right yeah on the television <laughs> <laughs> and the cathode ray tube you know those tvs can pick up podcasts now <laughs> maxim has a look like i don't know if he's telling the truth I'm, I'm like i'm like could it like i i'm sure i mean it just has speakers but i mean like you would have to also broadcast it to the tv 
Yeah, like, you definitely can't. That technology. Yeah. No, I'm like, like you know, Betamax also play uh, podcasts. Oh yeah, Beta pod, podcast on Betamax, Betacast, <laughs> Podmax. Podmax, that's your next podcast. There you go. Just yeah. on Betamax. I'm feeling like, what if I tell my grand my grandparents like I'm doing a podcast? I wonder if they'll know, or if they'll just like have no idea, or I don't know. I'm curious. I want to call them. I'm gonna call them. Call your grandparents, folks, if you have that kind of relationship with. Them. I'm gonna call them tomorrow and be like, hey, I just want to let you know things are going well, and I'm doing a podcast, and then see what their reaction is because I'm curious. I almost can guarantee you what it is. I don't know your relationship, but I feel like this is it. Okay. They're going to go, oh, great. And that's it. Fuck off. That was so good. That was a great impression of my grandparents. Both of them together speaking at once? Yeah, I tell them good news and they go, oh, that's great. <laughs> Without taking the moment, they're like, you're just like, you're not going to, we're, we're proud of you no matter what you just said. Pretty much. Yeah, I think. Which is I, great. I'm like, I'm on a podcast and they'll be like, a newscast. <laughs> like it's that's great. I'm glad you have a good relationship with your grandparents. I think that's very important. I think it's important to try. Um, I understand that um, there are people who have a lot of trouble being cool with their family. Their family's difficult or whatever. But I think, like in my mind, if I have kids, I want to have a cool relationship with them. That if they have kids, I want those kids to be like cool with me. And like the thing is, like you get older and you get lonelier. Like you want to hear from. The thing that you created, you know, like yeah, I don't know. It's very big. My my parents are grandparents now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn. Good for them. Yeah, my mom is a step grandparent. Like her husband, my stepdad, is an actual grandfather. Like his son had a yeah. kid. So my mom's like step grandma. But oh, that's cool. Grandma enough that she hasn't been like, hey, when are you gonna have kids? Like she doesn't pressure me that much. But like she always jokes. She's like, between you and your brother, I want eight grandkids. That's too many, Mom. I'm not yeah, going to have four three. Kids. Yeah, just have your your sibling give birth to seven. Oh, I'll yeah. have one and he has seven. <laughs> that's a great... That's a perfect distribution of children. Yeah. It's too many. I can't teach that many kids to ski. I can't afford to buy ski boots for that many my kids. My kids and skiing... My kids will learn to ski on their own. Yeah. No, my kids are going to be waking up at 5 a.m. to go shred that fat gnar... And dad's getting trashed in the parking lot, <laughs> as as is tradition. Town okay. number two? Town number two. Guffey, Colorado. This is one of my favorite like small towns in my home state. The reason being is there's a great cliff jumping spot there known as Paradise Cove. But we'll get into that. Anyway, uh, Guffey, Colorado. It's about 30 miles west of Colorado Springs in the mountains. So there's like Denver and then Colorado Springs is like an hour, hour and a half south. And then straight west from there into the mountains is Guffey, Colorado. Population, 98. As of 2003 census. My third one's going to beat you anyway. Oh, boy. So, yeah, okay, fact number one. It is home to Guffy Gorge, also known as Paradise Cove. So, this is a, like, a cliff jumping spot. It actually has its own Wikipedia page, which is cool. But it's, like, a, a, a river kind of carved out a canyon, and mm. there's a certain point in the canyon where it drops off. What type off. of rock is this canyon? I think it's limestone. I think. Because like a, a lot of the a lot of the the rocks on the front range in Colorado are limestone, <laughs> and they're all um, they're like one formation, which is pretty cool. So like the um, 
there's uh where i'm from from in like boulder there's like the flat irons which are a certain badass rock formation and then that rock formation actually continues all the way down to red rocks amphitheater and then further down to roxboro state parks roxboro yeah um <coughs> i know there's boulder colorado my sisters live there but mm-hmm. is there glacier erratic colorado as well glacier glacier erratic glacier erratic what have you ever seen glacier erratics they're boulders that have no reason being there oh you mean like like boulders that like were moved by glaciers oh, erratically I don't, know. I don't know you probably don't get to experience that in colorado being around so many rocks <laughs> i don't know i've never i've never like paid attention to that but i'll look out for that i know like we There's have glaciers around. but new hampshire has got a few good glacier erratics that's pretty sweet i never heard about that that's you, cool i feel like up. you would love glacier erratics i'm really into also the like the wandering stones and like the mojave desert you know where it's like they're like rocks that like like move across the ground and the reason why is because the ground freezes and unfreezes and they like leave a trail as they're like slowly like rolling from freezing and unfreezing so they look like the rocks that spongebob rides on oh okay the pioneers roared these babies for miles (laughs) anyway yeah so guffy gorge paradise cove it's a great cliff jumping spot it's like a canyon with like a swimming hole and you can jump anywhere from like 20 feet to like 100 feet i recommend not going to 100 feet because you can't even see the swimming hole from when you're up there you have to clear another cliff ledge to be able to jump it's insane when we talked to the locals we were buying beer at their liquor store and they were were like where you guys head we're like oh we're going to paradise cove they're like you know we call that guffy gorge and flight for life is here every single weekend because someone really hurts themselves which i mean i'm not surprised that if you saw this place you'd be like this is a great place where you could drink and have a lot of good clean fun but also a place where you could die like which is every location pretty much i guess so yeah that's like it, it's a blast it, i highly recommend it to everyone um so that bring that's fact number one fact number two is in 1907 two cowboys discovered a 680 pound meteorite near guffy colorado most of the meteor is actually here in new york city in the museum because we brought it Natural with History. us yeah you brought it with you not me. I yeah I carried 600 pounds and the other bit of it is in the denver nature and 600 Science pounds i'm just i just want to by comparison you're talking about 600 pounds i talked about 222 million pounds of cherries it's all right, you all know, right. we're weird not comparing fl- sizes here but if we are weird flicks but okay <laughs> i would rat okay would you rather have 222 million pounds of cherries or 600 pounds of meteor i feel like that question is so clear you're gonna pick cherries aren't you yeah, because what am i gonna do with a meteor i can't even do math or speak right what am i gonna do with a rock <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have a meteor like that. a six hundred pound meteor. Or just big enough cherries to last your entire life. <laughs> I don't think you could su- sustain on cherries. I think uh, you'd end up selling a lot of them. But the cherries go bad. Meteors never go bad. <laughs> you can't sell your meteor. Meteors don't have pits. Actually, you probably could. What do you think would get you a bigger profit? Ooh, I it would definitely depend what the meteor is like made of. Also, that's a shitload of cherries. I think that many cherries... Well, production cost is probably... Just straight selling cost. Like, no production cost put into it. Because Meteor, there's no production cost. That is true. Excavation cost, maybe. There's no overhead on owning a Meteor. (laughs) 
There's no licensing. I don't have to have a producer. It's just I got a meteor. <laughs> oh, man. But what, one thing I like about this fact is the Wikipedia page literally just says, in 1907, two cowboys. So they weren't just like two townsfolk. It was like two like, yeehaw, what's that? Oh, that's a meteorite if I ever saw one. You know? Because they were carrying... Eh, that makes sense. And that's that, as stereotypical as yeah. you could make them. And the what's cool about this place is... um. It's a very old town. It was made in like the late 1800s, like 1890 or something like that, when it was like mm-hmm. at its peak. All the buildings look like they're from they're from that time. It's not like a decorated like ghost town kind of thing or like where it's like rebuilt. It's like all the wood is super old and all the buildings are like really tiny. Like they're just like super small like like frontier shacks basically. So it's pretty cool. A lot of cow skulls. Pretty neat place. Fact number three. This is a fun thing, which I do not condone, but reading about this, I'm like, this is some cool, goofy shit. So they, for 26 years, they had this tradition called the 4th of July fried chicken fly. Okay. What do you think that could be? I know exactly what it is. You know exactly. That's right. Yeah. We recorded this episode previously. <laughs> the, 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 the first time I had no clue. The though. first time you had no clue. Anyway, so the 4th of July we fried chicken We could also insert fly. that. No, we're not going to. That's a no. lot of editing work yeah. for me. <laughs> Connor's like, no. <laughs> yeah, so um, but what, what this was, on the 4th of July, they would, every, they would have chickens that they would put inside a velvet lined and covered mailbox. Of course, for the on, velvet underground. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. On like a pole, it's like 10 feet in the air. And then they'd let the chickens out. And whichever chicken flew the farthest, like jumped the farthest out of this mailbox, the owner gets like prizes. So it's like, uh, it's like you just want to see how far your chicken can jump out of this box that's on a pole. It's it, a really bad form of <coughs> of dick measuring, of cock measuring. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So I'm like, they stopped it in 2016 apparently, but I'm like, that's like, who comes up with that? Like, that's like only something you get in a town with a population of 98 where they're like what's the pissing contest now they're like you know what square up with your chicken because we're having a fourth of july fried chicken fly and i mean it's it's called fried chicken fly so i'm guessing that they fry them afterward which i don't condone i also don't condone using them for entertainment but the name is funny and when i imagine it with imaginary chickens i do chuckle a little they're also in the house. Intruders. So that's number three? That's number two for me. So number three for you. Oh, number three. In fact, number three. Okay. Town three. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Location. Any guesses? I'm guessing the center of Pennsylvania. Central Pennsylvania. <laughs> just east of the center. So, population was more than a 1,000 residents in 1980. By 1990, 63. Whoa. To only five in 2017. There's only five people. Five there. people. Damn, you this got was me no, There was no competitions in any of this, but I have you, I feel like, beat you, in every category yeah. of undisclosed things. I knew you were going to do this town, <laughs> and to be fair, I completely forgot 
the premise of the whole town. So you're like, I got better than 98. I got smaller. I was like, no way. <laughs> I completely forgot what this one was about. And now I remember. Yeah. Five people. So fact number one. Are you going to list all their names? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. I bet I could find that. But I only did like, I did enough research to know all my facts, but not that much research. I did not travel there. Uh, Centralia is the least populated m- municipality in Pennsylvania. So if you like uh, your wide open spaces and some exclusion, mm-hmm. this is a good place for you. Um. Number two, fact number two, the land has history, sales history to be specific. Um, Many of the Native American tribes uh, in what is now Columbia County sold the land to make up Centralia to uh, colonial agents in 1749 for the sum of 500 pounds, which is... Of cherries? No, no. (laughs) Like British pounds? Yeah, British pounds. Okay. Um... It was good. That was I. That you should all note that that was very clever. <laughs> In 1793, Robert Morris, a hero of the Revolutionary War, never and, heard of him. Not a hero, and a signer of the Declaration of Independence, maybe a hero, <laughs> acquired a third of Centralia's valley land. Cool, right? Okay. But he went bankrupt in 1798, which says a lot about it. If you were a revolutionary war hero and the signer of a Declaration of Independence and you can still go bankrupt, there's no shame in the bankrupt game here. There isn't. Don't go bankrupt. I'm not... But So, um, then... He's out of cherries. He's like, yeah, all my 500 pounds (laughs) of cherries. (laughs) Well, the Bank of the United States then took back the land... And a French sea captain named Stephen Girard, I don't know if that's how you say the last name, but, you know, purchases Morris's land for three thirty thousand dollars 30000 I don't know why, $30,000, including 68 tracks east of Morris. Okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I'd like to imagine that some man came home a war hero and then went bankrupt not that long after, like... They're highs and lows in life. I think that's a good thing to remember. Thanks for winning our country. Sorry you're out of money. <laughs> Sorry about the inflation after the war, but yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> thank you for our freedom, but also like give us your land. <laughs> like <laughs> you owe a lot of money. Uh, the British were, uh, you know, overtaxing the U.S. banks. Were like, hey, we need money too. You know. This is a- um, fact number three. All right. Fact number three. This is going to tie it all together. This is going to make it make a lot of sense. Um, it is the least populated municipality, which I went over, because of a fire that has been burning since 1962. And the U.S. government called for eminent domain, but five people refused to leave. Wait, there's a fire, like, like above ground? Like, like we didn't start the fire fire. The war- like there's just like a tire fire or like it's like a, what so there's a coal mine it used to be a mining town mm-hmm. so after the the sea captain there okay. um um bought it they turned into a mining town and they built all these tunnels and okay. yeah. so the the story goes it's unclear what started the fire um because it's but we been, didn't start it yeah um so there's one story where it was a trash fire they burnt mm-hmm. all their waste every year um and but one year they just forgot to cover it and some of the fire got into the 
uh, no longer use tunnels. Um, another story is something different that I'm forgetting right now, but it's different. Like, a, I think it was like a garbage truck was going by. Like, something something we're unsure of, but it caught, um, it caught fire. And the town at first was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Um, and then they realized that it was also letting off um, sulfate and carbon monoxide. Okay. So, like, poisonous gases. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, at first, I think it was 1992, they're like, hey, we're going to condemn this town and, like, a thousand people still live there. And they're like, no, we're going to fight for it because we don't know why exactly. I don't know why. Um, but then the government was like, no, you really need to leave and I think it was, let me see, I think I have it in my notes here. Um, 2002, their uh, zip code was removed, revoked. Um, and then, what was it? Uh, 2009, um, they began the formal eviction. Um, what five people, like, just were like, no, this is it. Like, I, this is the perfect metaphor for global warming, and I'm staying. I don't have no idea why they're actually staying, but they're just like attached to the land which is wild and that's you always, crazy they're just like they're like hey the ground's on fire and this is poisonous and they're like oh yeah, we'll yeah. Hang out. We'll they're like here. giant sinkholes that came about too because of it like the the land would get unsteady and like one almost swallowed a boy um but yeah they like the the fire's supposed to at least continue burning for like another 250 years or so um it's like a 300 year old fire but that's because the coal mines there's enough airflow throughout and coal burns so slow that um it can just sustain for such a long time and it's weird with all this like talk about climate change and everything and how coal is bad for the environment i don't think i've ever heard of this until i specifically looked up ghost towns in america about this fire that's just been burning for 50 57 years that's crazy yeah Jeez, I don't, I don't know how coal works, but says the engineer. I know, right? You should know that and how to build a house and how to fix my computer. I know one of those things. Build my house. Yes, it's how <laughs> to build a house. That's crazy because it's like I don't know. It's like a fire burning for that long. Like, damn, that's uh, like, it's like Sean Kingston, not Shorty fire burning. On the dance floor, somebody call nine one one. There's a coal fire on the dance floor. It has been burning for fifty years. We built this nightclub around it. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Like, what loyalty you'd have to have to be like, yeah? I just yeah. I wonder what their motivation is. They're like, no, I I refuse. You can take my, you can demand me leave for my own safety, but I am so attached with these four other people that I need to stay. That's like a doomsday cult. I, a little bit. It is like some poetry there, I guess, but also like, I'd like to imagine they're like defending like a portal to like some like other dimension or something, or like this they have is a stash of gold or something like that. I don't know. This is area 52 area 52. There you go. We should rate. We should raid it. Yeah, let's raid the government. <laughs> let's raid the land that's condemned by the U.S. government. They're like, we promise there's nothing here, but the ground might explode. Like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's my town. That's a good one. Where was that? Centralia, Pennsylvania? Yeah, right in central Pennsylvania. 
right in the middle, right in the center. A little center east. Center adjacent. Center adjacent. It identifies as the center. Yeah. That's a bad joke. That's dumb. That's all right. Yeah. That's like 95% I didn't like of my saying jokes. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's you why can I identify as whatever the hell you want. I'm, I'm, I encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop Be authentic. Yeah, be I've been yourself. watching Queer Eye a lot recently. Really? I haven't yeah. watched it. Very good. Very, very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do need to watch it sometime. It's good. Because everyone has said it's good. <clears throat> and I'm a millennial, and if I don't, if I'm not up to date on all the other millennial things, they'll kick me out. They'll, ch- <laughs> they'll change my birth year and be like, you fucking boomer trash. And I'm like, yeah, you can't do this to me. Okay. <laughs> Last town. <clears throat> How did I come across this town, you ask? I googled most haunted towns in America. It is October 11th upon this recording, so we're getting spooky. All right. The name of this town is Alton, Illinois. You ever heard of Alton? I have. Oh, really? Probably from last week's recording. <laughs> Where is it at, you ask? Well, it is north of St. Louis. The population, 26,500. So this is a big one. bigger The biggest on the episode. Yeah. Fact number one. Alton, Illinois is home to the tallest man in history. Well, was. Robert Watlow, who clocked in at 8 feet 11.1 inches, and he wore a size 37 AA shoe. He died at age 22 in 1940, and they built a statue of him in the town the closest i've ever gotten to double a shoes is when i put batteries in my sneakers you can fucking get out (laughs) my my fucking apartment that was good that was good thank you thank you i thought that was clever imagine that doing that on stage and that's your whole setup you know the tallest man in the world who ever lived well he wore size 37 double a shoes and i'm like that's crazy the only time i get double a shoes when i put batteries in my sneakers (laughs) I'm going to do that next time. Just yeah. when you're there, and I will get you to die laughing, and then I will be so happy. Just the one laugh. Because I'd rather have one person laughing really hard than like three people being like, huh. Three chuckles, yeah. Yeah. I like, I appreciate when you get the one person in there sometimes who just like cackles maniacally at one of your jokes, and you're like, all right, me and yeah. this guy, me and this guy. Or girl. Or girl. Me and this cackling maniac. <laughs> this gender, genderless cackling person. Okay. Fact number one, tallest guy in the world. Fact number two, it's very haunted. If you go onto the Visit Alton website, it proclaims itself America's most haunted small town. And it makes me wonder if these like towns like beef with each other over who gets the title... Because there's got to be a more haunted place. I feel like for whatever most haunted place you can think of, there has to be a more haunted place. So, but they got some good ones. All right. So the first haunted place is called McPike Mansion, which was a mansion built, I think, in the early 1900s, and it was abandoned by 1950. Um, oh, I got these. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, abandoned by the 1950s, and then... Uh, two people bought it and restored it like back to health basically like it was all like broken into and vandalized and shit so two people bought it and then they realized it's haunted 
<laughs> which is like pretty interesting. I don't know the full story. Um, but they say they say that people will see orbs, balls of light, and even figures of people in the background of pictures taken there. Which is one of the creepiest types. So of when things. they say orbs and balls of light, just so I can clarify, do yeah. they mean light bulbs? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, what got me about this is like this is like straight from their website, and I'm like orbs and balls of light, like one or the other. This, I understand, but both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, one or the other. Just pick one, guys. My God. Um, some claim the haunt the the haunts date back to the property before the mansion was even built, with detections of Native American ghosts and a residue from a possible underground railroad stop. So it could be ghosts from that. Um, I also just want to clarify for any ghosts listening: do not haunt me. I was not laughing at your balls and orbs of light. <laughs> I just want that to be known. Yeah, no, don't don't come don't at haunt me. me. Don't don't at me. I ghosts. believe you once you're in my life. So I always I don't know. Yeah, I don't fuck with ghosts. I don't I don't go to haunted places. No. That's not that's not one of my pastimes. I know a lot of people who love it, but I'm not. Do you know what I really like thinking about? What? Because I always think of ghosts as old timey people. Mm-hmm. What when millennials become ghosts, those are gonna be the worst ghosts. Yeah. Can you imagine like like your ghost is like me, a twenty five year old in a pink hoodie and track pants, and he's like in the corner of your room sobbing that a girl on Tinder ghosted him. <laughs> I just imagine them being like, Whoa, you can't eat beef <laughs> Put that back in the fridge. <laughs> That's my haunting is I just like I'm I'm not very vocal about my vegan agenda in my daily life, but as a ghost, I'm just like militant and just harass the people who live in the address I le- live at now. <laughs> I was gonna say my address out loud. And I was like, that's a bad idea. Yeah, because our millions of listeners will come haunt us. Yeah, come and fight me. Actually, I'll just yeah, you can at me, and then I'll give you my address, and you can come and we can fight. Club. We can fight. Good book. You can start a book. Well, I'm not gonna pretend to have read that. That's a good but book. I've seen the movie. Good it's a very movie. good book. Yeah, I don't know. He went know. to my college, University really? of Oregon. Yeah. Isn't wouldn't that make him pretty young to have written Fight Club if you went to college with him? He graduated. He's just he's, <laughs> he has such a big smile on his face. He looks so <laughs> smug right now. All right, next haunt. Oh, I, I'm not even done talking about this haunted place. Okay. Um. They say um, that the uh, original owners, Eleanor and Henry McPike, still roam the corridors of their former homes. So, like the previous owners, they're like the original owners haunt it. I feel like you'd want to move though after a certain point. Yeah, I know it's a long time. I feel like I couldn't even stick out a thirty-year mortgage. These people are <laughs> doing like a hundred plus years. Again, we're not making fun of you. Great choices, ghosts. Good investment. Um, the cellar is the focal point of many energies. Um, the grand, this grand old house, that's what the fucking website says. This grand old house is thought to still house many of the spirits that once lived here. Ooh, that one's spooky. Next one. First Unitarian church. So they've got a church that's haunted. So I understand it. It burned down and they rebuilt it. And then there was a guy 
Reverend Philip Mercer, who was a, yeah, he was a really big preacher. Apparently, he was like pretty popular, like, and he was good at what he did. Um, on w- one night in November of 1934, he found himself ill, shaking, and unable to speak properly. He went to visit a friend, James McKinney. After a few days of not seeing Mercer, McKinney went to the church to check on him, and he was found hanging in the doorway of the minister's study. So he like, he went to visit his friend, he left, and then his buddy was like, "Where? what happened to him? Went to the church and found him. He had hung himself in the church. So now, since his death, there have been reports of voices and shadowy figures coming from the basement of the church, and the piano seems to play itself sometimes, and the doors will open and close no explanation. That's creepy. I don't... That's a hard pass for me. Yeah. I, I can't handle I don't that. understand someone's like, oh, it's haunted. People, like, spirits don't want you there. And people will be like, oh, yeah, let me go in. I'm like, if a regular person was like, hey, we don't want you here, I'm just not going to go there. I, I yeah. feel like if you have supernatural powers, that's even more of an incentive for me to stay away. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I am emotionally equipped to see people that aren't there. To like I'm barely emotionally goes. equipped to see people who are here. I'm barely emotionally equipped to handle this podcast right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It sounds way creepier when it's broadcast directly into your ears. Yeah, it's there's something cool about it, though. It's like when you're talk when you a kid and you put a string on two cups and you talk to each other. That's what it's like doing a podcast with headphones on. It's dope. <sighs> All right, third haunted location, and then we can move on to our third fact. You ready? The Milton School. Ooh. Okay, so it was a school. It's it was built in 1904, um, and then it was closed in 1986. Of course. Um, this is interesting. This this story. So it reads: the story of its haunting came about when the story of a little girl Mary started circulating in the area. One day after school, Mary was finishing up a seasonal bulletin in her classroom while everyone else in the building left for the day. As the sun started to go down, she realized that she ought to get home before her mother worried about her. As she was skipping down the stairs towards the gymnasium, she heard a noise behind her. And then the next line just says, The next morning, Mary was found in the girl's locker room, battered with blood all over her and her torn up clothes. Is she dead or alive? It doesn't even say. I don't know. Which is crazy to me. Mm And then it says uh, when they, the, once the school closed down and other businesses moved in there like years later, they noticed there was weird happenings in the building. They heard footsteps. Things started going missing and then reappearing. Um, one man even believes he saw the figure of a little girl. Was it Mary? So I'm guessing that she died. Um, so I don't know if she, the, the story is implying that a ghost like got her at first. Like if they're just like, oh, this like girl was murdered must have been a ghost or if she was murdered and then became a ghost Mm-mm. also how do they know that she heard footsteps behind her and she was on the stairs <laughs> no one was there no one knew <laughs> like if they were like witnessing like oh my god this dude is following her and they're like you know what this would be a good ghost story now <laughs> <laughs> i also like the fact of um things would go missing then they'd reappear that's literally my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> well your bedroom might be haunted yeah. That's actually a very... Or maybe disorganized. Very disorganized. I don't there you go. I, I don't know. I, th- I like to believe the first. I'm very organized. It's the ghost that place all my stuff when I get home from being out on the floor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly clean. It's it's very common in 
for spirits to like take your shit and then put it somewhere else. Like you look for it for like two hours and then it's just like right in the middle of your bed. Like it happens a lot. Um, I do read a lot of paranormal shit, even though it's like a hard pass for me. I'm like, <laughs> nope, I'm not into that shit at all. I am very into hearing about it. I'm so curious. All right. Fact number three to finish off the show strong. This is a good fact that the town Alton, Illinois is at what they call the meeting of the great rivers where the Mississippi river and the Missouri river connect. And in like paranormal shit, people believe that the spirits, the dead travel by water. So that's why some people think like new Orleans is so haunted because like all the spirits, the dead travel down to the Mississippi into the ocean. And so like this spot is haunted because it's like where two large rivers like meet and pass through. So that's it. That's cool. Alton, Illinois. I, yeah, that freaks, freaks, freaks me. Pretty spooky. Spooky yeah. stuff. Um, so we're running over the time we projected by quite a bit. Damn. Wow. Yeah, this is fun, though. This took um, 30 minutes last time we did it. <laughs> um, but if we're going to take a few things and like start sculpting our town. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put people in it and move them around as we originally had intended. Um, but what what are some things that stand out to you? Like if you, not an ideal town, but like trends or anything that we can start to build from. You know, I like the, from yours, I like the, um, the, the cherries. The cherries was dope. I like the cherry themed trail. The yeah, tart. the tart. The tart, yeah. A like a bike cool. friendly town. Yeah, a bike friendly town with like the trail systems named after like a fruit it makes, a berry it makes. That's cool. Yeah, so it has like a, a um, agricultural based product that's its main export. That yeah. Everything in the town is named after. Yeah, that'd be dope. From um, what about you? From my list, I love that I'm from Hampstead, New Hampshire. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I I thought it was interesting that we both touched upon bodies of water mm-hmm. and how like that seems to be a focal point of a lot of like storytelling or like an attraction because Traverse is mm-hmm. a big tourist destination. This other place that's haunted um, the history the the not history, um, just the, the facts about yeah. rivers coming together. I think that's uh, it's cool, like uh, having a wa- body of water mm-hmm. for recreational purposes, haunting purposes, whatever. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be what, what, like if we're making a little town out of this episode, it would be like a haunted little fruit town by some water. <laughs> I mean, fruit is in like it produces a fruit. Produces a fruit. Mm, the scariest fruit of all for some. Honeydew melon. Honeydew melon. <laughs> is that the green one? I love it. Yeah, fuck the green one. Yeah, people... But see, now this is all ties together. So we had a bunch of like festivals, like the balloon festival, the birds flying out of the, the cage. We have the cherry festival. Oh, wow, we did, didn't we? Um, and we had um, the bodies of water, a lot of bodies mm-hmm. of water. Rocks. And then... Um, <laughs> I had rocks. <laughs> rocks. Uh, top, topography. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was part of the bike trail. And honeydew melon the most haunting fruit of them all and <laughs> yep honeydew donuts wow in Hampstead, new hampshire that was exquisite we did it we did, did it. we planned that all out we did it all, all right. right good shit yeah we'll build from here our town 
after maybe we'll start another one who knows what we'll yeah do we, we don't know we don't know remember those things for all those mega fans out there write them down put it on your wall put it on the ceiling make sure you look at it the last thing before you go to bed get motivated by us talking about small town radio hell yeah that's what's up tune in i think hell yeah might be a little too much after all the scary ghost stuff fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah everybody tune in for more we're gonna record a couple more episodes and then we'll release this to the public but i'm really excited for this podcast this was fun yeah thank you so much for listening to small town radio the launch of small town radio we have four episodes that came out with the launch uh so keep on listening yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We, we appreciate your support and uh, those of you who actually listened to this point in the episode. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't, at the time of making these episodes, these are early episodes and we didn't actually have our social media set up. So I wanted to go ahead and plug our Instagram, Twitter, and email address. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at, it's at STRadioPod on instagram twitter and then you can email us your uh suggestions for towns or anything else you want at smalltownradiopodcast at gmail.com and subscribe and yeah subscribe and rate yeah right yeah Give us that was a, a bunch of stars that's yeah. a three pronger yeah nice. yeah that, that was a good plug all right thanks guys thank you for listening bye bye